0: I like your tattoos. What are those numbers on your arm?
1: Oh, that's uh, the date my dad died. He was a fireman. Died in a fire 17 years ago.
0: Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Don't
1: be, it's fine. Knock, knock. Okay. Who's there? Not your dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is up everybody? Welcome to the Effin Nerds podcast. Uh, my name is Nick Danizio. saying across from me is my man, Martin Moreno. How we doing? Good. Uh, we're going to jump right into this. Today we are reviewing The King of Staten Island. It just premiered on Digital On Demand, and we watched it yesterday. So we did. Part and one of our double feature. Part one of our double feature yesterday, which was really exciting. We hadn't had one in a really long time, and it was kind of the first day to really get excited for new releases, Yeah. which we haven't had since, like, March. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said the last... Double feature we did, we uh, we did was I believe uh, way back in onward, yes, which was a great double feature. Great double feature, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so kicking it right into it, uh, King of Staten Island, um, what were some of the things that you really like enjoyed about the movie?
1: Some of the things that I enjoyed about the movie were definitely the performances. I know going into the film, there was a lot of uh, a lot of sort of positive word of mouth regarding Bill Burr's performance, regarding Pete Davidson's performance, and I agree. I think they did a great job, um, especially Bill Burr, uh, because I think the only thing I've seen him act in other than this was The Mandalorian, season yeah. one, episode six. <laughs> right. And there were moments in The Mandalorian when I was like, eww. Yeah. But um, but he really he really did great in the movie, and he pretty much showed off what he could do. Um, other than that, obviously Murza Tomei is a fucking stud. Yeah. And I was reading something about her last night that she was saying how she's more keen to kind of take these more mom roles. Mm-hmm. And the role, her role in, in The King of Staten Island, you can make the argument that it's low-key, like, the heart of the movie, definitely the glue of the movie, what kind of holds everything together. But um, but just, I thought she, that sort of mom role, so to speak, that she that she portrayed, I thought she did an, an amazing job. But to me, the MVP, the standout of the movie, was Belle Paoli's, uh Kelsey, the character Kelsey. I thought she was incredible. I thought she brought, like, a really lighthearted, sort of fun sense of humor to the screen every time she was on. And um, and I just, I was really taken by her. And something else which is crazy is that she's from England. I don't know if you, if you know that. I didn't know that, no. Yeah, I was reading some, I was uh, listening to some of her interviews last night from just in general. And uh, because I'm not too from, I think the only other thing that I know her from was uh, White Boy Rick. Mm-hmm. But I did not like that movie. So I kind of, I think I just kind of blocked <laughs> block, it out. Yeah. Blocked it out of my head. <laughs> so I don't really remember her, right. her performance that much. Um, Wait, so she has like a, like in her interviews, does she have like an accent? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like it's, so the fact that she was able to, like when you listen to her talk and then you, watch this movie like the fact that she was able to flip that switch and really embody the sort of Staten Island girl persona like right. it's just kudos to her and just I think she's gonna be a star like yeah. I think it's we're gonna see a lot of her moving forward but uh other than that I think some of the interactions that we got in the later on in the movie mm-hmm. is also like a big standout some of the engagement some of the character interactions
0: and yeah those are sort the of things that kind of stood out to me. Nice. Um, well, it's funny with, with Belle Pally. Like, if, if you've been to Staten Island or you know somebody from Staten Island, mm-hmm. you know that she nailed that Oh, yeah, answer. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like... it was dead on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I also really enjoyed about this movie um, is, is there is a level of authenticity to the whole thing. And I think what they did was there are certain scenes with characters where they actually used real people from Staten Island, like not actors that were just in the movie to be a part of it. And that just helps kind of just really like build out this whole, like, you know, it gives you this more, you know, experience of being in Staten Island. Um, and I think also another, like a testament to that also as well, is
1: because I believe there's almost like a biography, a kind of like a personal story of Pete Davidson. Yeah, it's a bit
0: of a loose, a right. loose biography. So you can kind of add some of that sensitivity to that, mm-hmm. to that whole notion. And that was the other interesting too, because this is, um, you know, this is obviously from uh, Judd Apatow and the script was written by Apatow, um, Pete Davidson and Dave Cyrus you know they all contribute to the script and this was kind of a thing where they looked at it as if this was P- this this would have been Pete's life had he not gotten into comedy that was kind of the the trajectory they were taking with it is that if he had not found stand up comedy where he might have like gone or where he might have ended up at you know the at the age of 24 mm-hmm. um so it was really interesting is that to look that old at it. He is? i don't know if that's if that's his actual age i know he's still really young he got on snl like when he was like 18 yeah that i know <laughs> that was like Yes, actually, that might make sense. Yeah, so he yeah. Might, that might be age appropriate. Um, but it was interesting to look at it from that aspect, and and yeah, I think the the biggest thing about this movie is the performances. Uh, like you said with Bill Burr, Bill Burr is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, and I'm a big fan of like his stand up, and he's been in things like Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, and... you're a
1: big Bill Burr slut. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. And you know, to see him, you know, it's it's not a role where he has to. Um, you know, be anything more than what he's used to playing, but he just does it so well here. And he brings like a, a much, um, he bring he actually does bring a lot more, I would say, heart to the movie than I was expecting, like in his performance as well. Like there's a certain level that he, you know, cause you're expecting to be like, you know, this over the top and yelling all the time. And he does do that, especially like his first scene. That's with he, that's when he comes out swinging, he comes out swinging. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's able to really do great work in some more quieter moments. And especially the moments where he starts to bond with, uh, Scott, Pete Davidson's character a little bit more, and it's nice to see. And then obviously, just Pete Davidson. I know we talked about him with Big Time Adolescence and how he's kind of playing the same character here, which is true. And I don't know what kind of range he's going to have going forward in certain types of roles, but he plays this very well. And you know, just seeing, knowing that this is a story very personal to him, uh I bought his role. I bought it more than I did in Big Time Adolescence, and I thought he was fantastic here. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. You know, something else about,
1: about Bill Burr. He also just brought this sort of like. um ...authoritiveness?
0: Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the level of authority? Yeah. Well, so. ha, ha, did you see like the story that he told about the first time he met Pete Davidson? No. So Was this on Rogan? Uh, it might have been on Rogan. I actually knew that he was on Rogan. I haven't seen it yeah. yet. But he's been telling this story going around promoting the movie that this was years ago when he was doing a stand-up show. And then after the show was done... Um, he goes there. this woman came up to me and it was Pete's mom and he had Pete with him And I guess he was like in like his teen, he was like a teenager mm-hmm. and he was just saying oh, you know You know, he's a big fan He loves your performance and he wants to get into stand-up comedy and he just it's it's a good story that he tells about meeting Pete for the first time and then since then they've kind of stayed connected and when they wrote this movie They wrote it with him in mind to play this part. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. And that mustache is also like a low-key MVP. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, So with that, um, you know the like the movie's not perfect And I know we had some criticisms of it. So what were some of the things that did not work for you? To me, the obvious one,
1: the big complaint is just the film length, Mm -hmm. which uh, we were discussing this before. I feel like it's a bit of a Judd Apatow issue. Uh, For some reasons, his movies go on longer than two hours for the most part. This was like two hours. I believe it was 2017. It was where it was clocked in. Yeah. Mind you, that's where the credits and all this other shit. But like a lot of his other movies kind of are just under that ballpark range. I believe they're like all around like two hours and like 10 minutes. Um, unlike Funny People, which is like two and a half hours, but right. that movie feels like fucking three hours. Yeah, well, same thing with this is forty. Exactly. Yeah. This, um, well, yeah, I thought you were gonna say exact. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> same thing with this. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> not same thing with this well, is forty. But, but I, I do
1: agree. But, I think you
0: can shave like a good fifteen or twenty minutes off of this movie. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yes, it's forty. But
1: <laughs> also with this, like I felt for me, this movie, even though it was two thousand seventeen, it felt like a lot longer than that. And I think there was certain things here and there. Uh, Especially some – there were some like certain uh, character interactions that were like a little bit um, weird and awkward. And I think it's because they ran a little too long. Mm -hmm. I think there are certain times where you can just shave off like a few seconds or a few minutes here and there to really kind of um, condense the movie a little more. Uh, I would agree. To give it like a a little bit of a better flow. Mm -hmm. And um, other than that, it's what you – I think – I love what you just said about how we've seen this sort of performance already – in Big Time Adolescence. But not just a performance, but also just that whole sort of character story of, for all intents and purposes, being like a bum, mm-hmm. and like a slacker. Right. Which is also like another appetite trait. When you think of Knocked Up, all of them just like sitting around the couch. Absolutely. Not giving a fuck. Right. You think of a train wreck, her just, again, not giving a fuck, drinking, fucking smoking pot I like popular, at important events. Yeah. You know, so that's almost kind of been, I think, like a, so I think some of like the I don't know if we can say cliches, but some of like the the things that don't really work well in apothecary films is also apparent here.
0: Right. Well. I, well. No. I would also I I would agree with you in just the fact that it's stuff that we've seen before. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like where where it where for me like it works in knocked up, it it gets uh, it gets tired here. You know what I mean? Tired. Like like it gets like some like there's certain moments where I feel like. Uh, you know, without getting into too into like how the structure of the movie is, um, th- there's there's moments where it's like I've I've you know you watch a scene, you see how his character is, and then you see and then I feel like you get that same exact scene of you know like a little bit later into the movie, and then it happens again, and it's like I get it, he's a bum, he's a slacker, let's progress now. It gets you know a little I mean? exhausting. It does get a little exhausting, and it also
1: creates sort of awkward moments, and then it's also moments where he's just trying to be that person, like that character is is hitting it at you again, mm-hmm. so you're just like. You're like, oh, but and aside from that, the fact that we kind of seen this in Ap- Apatow films, we've also seen this not too long ago in big time adolescence. So that whole notion of him with his friends being a bum, not caring, um, saying stupid shit, like we literally just saw that. Right. Like in about what, like a month or two ago. Right. So the fact that I'm getting something again from Pete Davidson, like a very similar vibe, very similar sort of theme. Um, that had just gotten not too long ago. That also takes a little bit, to, a little bit of the excitement away. Yeah, but uh, that's kind of like my, like my big complaints that I've had from the movie.
0: But yeah, I do agree with you. I think this movie could have benefited from just a little bit more editing. But for whatever reason, that just seems to be apathetic. The other thing I wanted to ask you too was like the the structure of the movie is very erratic. Like it doesn't find its focus until maybe about halfway through. Like really, like settle in mm-hmm. and finds focus. Do you think that that was supposed to be? Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but was that supposed to be a reflection of Pete Davidson's character in general, just his unfocusedness just in life, and that's why the movie is somewhat like erratic, like just jumping from thing to thing, and kind of like being all over the place, being all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I wonder if that was meant to be kind of a and then reflection later on of, the life, aka later on in the movie, it kind right. of finds it kind splitting. of finds its way a little bit. I don't know.
1: That's a good question. Interesting way to look at it. If, but we, ever,
0: if we ever interview Pete Davidson, we'll give him. We'll, we'll ask him. Ask that. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing I would say about it is that. This is me going back to kind of a positive is the movie gets better as it goes along. And I think that that's kind of important for, not really important, but it's just like it, it's, it's with comedies, you know, usually like it usually gets lost in the third act. It becomes less funny. And even though I don't consider this to be a comedy, it's more of a drama, um, I just, I I really appreciate how much better it got as it went along. And we can talk about this character, but that's really when Steve Buscemi kind of comes into play. Ah, uh, I mean, you can have, I believe it's Buscemi. Buscemi. Um, <laughs> that's when Steve Buscemi kind of comes into play and he brings just this level of authenticity with him being having him been a firefighter and you know hearing him talk about being a firefighter it just it you just it just feels more real and it feels more natural and like I said like it has a way more authenticity to it and when you know Pete's character really starts interacting with the firefighters that's where the movie really shines are we kind of going into a little bit more depth now with the film?
1: yes okay all right so all right we're just gonna go into a little more not crazy spoiler talk but we're going to go into a little bit more depth just to add to that um history with menko bay
0: all those explosions yes probably also adds a little bit of authenticity Authenticity to it yeah Yeah, probably probably uh but yeah so he you know with when when they when pete finally goes to the firehouse and he starts interacting with everybody you know that's really where the movie shines, and that's where I thought like this is what the movie should have gotten to sooner, yes. and been more about. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Uh, but it's but it's still great, and like the, the third act of the movie is the strongest of you know the the whole film, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, but it's like what you were
1: saying, um, how comedies sometimes lose their way towards the third act, like. In my opinion, I don't think comedy should be more than two hours. When you think of some of the greatest comedy... Like, you think of The Hangover, for mm-hmm. example. That one comes to mind. That's like an hour 45. Right. Like, right around there. So, it's... That's kind of like what we're saying. Like, when you have a history of making these sort of... When you when you have a sort of history of being a comedic director, mm-hmm. and you're making constant,
0: like, two-plus-hour comedies, like, maybe that's... You know, like, come on. Like, you gotta... But, but that's the thing, too, is that, like, you know, this, this is more of a dramedy than it is a comedy. I agree. But... You know, to to your point though, it's like if you're gonna have the runtime go that long, make sure that it's not filled with repetitiveness Mm because this movie has a lot of repetitiveness to it.
1: And we're not saying that a two-hour comedy can't work. Right. I mean, it definitely could work, but we're just you know pretty much just um just gotta make sure the story,
0: you know, fits it exactly.
1: And yeah, I agree. I I agree with you. That that was like my my kind of issues going on. Like for some, for example, even though like, the the discussion that he has with his sister in her room before she leaves, even though that's, like, a nice touching moment, it's, like, you could have just, you could have just ended that, like, half, like, you could have cut that discussion in half. I agree. Uh, another one, like, the jail scene, when he goes to visit his buddy in jail. Not to talk about what happens, but, like, something happens in, in that scene that results, like, in a good laugh, and, like, in a fun moment. But, again, like, maybe these are things that you can do in, like, the special features as deleted scenes, you know, that we can go watch and enjoy. But, like, that's also like another thing that there are just certain dialogues and uh, not dialogues. I'm sorry. Certain interaction between the characters that just run off like too long. That could have just been shaved down either a few seconds or a couple minutes, mm-hmm. um, to kind of get to that point in the firehouse a lot sooner. Right. Because that once you're there, that's really where the movie works, that camaraderie, that partnership, that sort of, um, like kind of uplifting, lighthearted moments and everything that happens in right between. all that all that
0: bonding that they have and everything, right
1: like yeah. that's um i i wish it was more of that yeah because that's where the, like you were saying that's where the film really succeeds and mm-hmm. that's really where that's what i took of it took from the film the most like when i think about it i just think of that like third act and yeah i just wish uh, leading up to it mm-hmm.
0: could have been done a little better but i would i would say that it's better that it was that way and not the other way around Uh, Yeah, that started off good and then got progressively worse. Yeah. You know, it's always like to me, like (laughs) I'll (laughs) I'll always I'll I'll always give a movie a pass if it if it nails its ending. You know what I mean? Like I'll always forgive some of its faults.
1: One thousand agree percent. If it's
0: able to nail its ending. And I think Mm -hmm. that this movie nailed its ending. And also I will give this movie a good score just because it features two Kid Cudi songs. It starts off with a Kid and it ends, and ends with the Kid Cudi song. Yeah. And Pete, being a big Kid Cudi fan, you kind of knew that was going to happen, but mm-hmm. it was just awesome to see. Uh, and a good
1: choice of Kid Cudi songs yeah. too.
0: Like, uh, just what I am starts it off, which uh, for maybe it's just
1: me, but I feel like just what I am is one of those songs that, well, this is just, like, I've had, I have the ceiling like, in, in Chris. Um, uh, I talk about Chris a lot on the yeah. show. One day you guys will meet Chris. Yeah. That is my <laughs> dude. That is my main guy. That's my homie. Um, but, uh, like he, I remember when we were talking. Like he has a, a like that song takes him to like a certain spot in his mind, like it's like a memory. Yeah, like to and that's how I am too with that song. Like right. whenever I hear that song, I remember of like a certain time in like my life. Yes, you know I don't know if you're like that. I'm hundred like percent. Yeah, that. so yeah. I think like that song, like the, the 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 song choices, the two Kid Curry song choices were really good choices yeah. because you start off and you're like immediately. I can't. We can't, we can't speak for everyone. Right, right. But like us personally, like I'm immediately like I, I'm. I get taken back to a point in my life, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, right? And, and you automatically becomes a little more relatable, a little more personal, so you like you get hooked. Yeah.
0: Um, but then you yeah, kind of lose the
1: course But then it comes back. Yes, yeah, it gets back. But yeah. And
0: especially when when they you know end it with pursuit, like I just got like like I just got it just gave me like chills just because mm-hmm. like you know hearing that song and knowing, like, that I grew up with, with that first album, Yeah, Man the Moon, which is where it came from, and, yeah, it was it was great. And then another thing about authenticity, too, you told me an interesting thing yesterday about how Marissa told me to remind you of somebody. Of my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why.
1: Like, I, I want to watch this with my brother and my sister to see if they feel the same way, but I don't know. I don't know. Like, everything, every single time from the beginning shoot, from the moment she first came on screen, like, I just kept thinking of my mom, I kept thinking of my mom, and then the final, the final scene because she's a play, she plays a nurse, Right. and there's a moment when they're in the hospital, and she comes, she comes around the corner in her scrubs, and I was like, oh my god, like, does my, like, right. at that, mo- that was like the tipping point, I was, I like, I literally wanted to just call my mom, and be like, hey mom, like, <laughs> yeah. I love you, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it reminded you of your mom at all. But for some reason, it was just like it really,
0: it really like worked with me. Well, and it's also too just because Marissa Tomei, is such. She's such a veteran at this point. Yeah. Like it's, so, when she just comes in, you just know she's gonna crush whatever role she's doing. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was amazing. Yeah, she it. was amazing. We all we can't get enough of Aunt May. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have nothing else to say, how would you how would you rate it?
1: How did I score?
0: It? Yeah. Well, when we were, when we finished up, um,
1: cause you know me, I don't look at Rotten Tomato scores. Yeah. I, I know me, I know that if I know a score, I'm going to be a little influenced by it and I'm going to go into the movie looking for why it's good or why it's bad and I'm not gonna be able to like enjoy the movie. So I try to like stay clear of that. So we looked after the movie was done. It was at 69%. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> And uh, I think I'm gonna. I think to me that sounds right. Yeah. Six point nine. I agree with that. Uh, I had some time to reflect on it and really think
0: about it, and I think for me that's really where six point nine is, is a good spot for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was at 69 percent. I think the the audience nice. keeps going up. The audience the audience seems like they're really enjoying. It. I think it's at like a ninety one percent. Yeah, which I would, which I understand why yeah. we were saying. I think pe- I think well, and I, and I think it's just because people are connecting with it on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen some people talk about it on that's beauty film. Yeah. It's um, subjective.
1: Like for me, like I we were like I was just thinking about Mercy
0: me like yeah. I'm like, why is this hitting me so yes. hard? Well, I don't know. But but yeah, it's great. Yeah, and and um I'm in a similar ballpark. I'm going uh seven point four. I think if it was if it was tighter, if it you know had if its editing was, was a little bit more in check, I think it would have been a lot higher for me.
1: I kinda wanna see who Judd Apatow's editor is and if he's worked with or or she, if they if they've worked together on multiple forms because right. I feel like it's like the same
0: Issues. Right, like I, like I, like I almost want to take this movie and you know mess with it myself and just see how I can, yeah. maybe make it a little bit tighter and what I can knock out of it. But, but yeah, it, it's it. You watch it for its performances. Um, it has it does have some really funny moments, but it's not too. It's not you know, like you don't go into it expecting a lot of laughs because it's not. Um, but then again, like it's it's going back to that third act. That's where you know it, the the heart really comes out, and you see what the movie is really trying to to, to say. And, and that third act is more drama than it is, comedy. and there is more drama. But it's yeah. just it's just so well done, and it's mm-hmm. it's very watchable. And then you know, like you know, back going back to the performances, like with with Pete Davidson, like I don't know what kind of range he's gonna have, but he's just a very he has this very likable presence and and you're just rooting for the guy
1: which is why i love that you because i was thinking the exact same thing i 100 like i also think like we were saying before we're seeing a similar character being portrayed here even though it's it's like a better version of that character Mm -hmm. it's still like almost the same character right so i also i I, like we said we don't know what he's going to do in future projects we don't know what range he has but i hope it's not going to be the same thing over and over and over again Mm -hmm. It's obviously way too soon to tell. Right. We only have two kind of sample sizes to go off of. But yeah, like I'm excited to see what he's going to do next. Great. Mm-hmm. And when actually when there's one quick thing I want to say. Okay. A fucking Judd Apatow's daughter. Yeah. It's kind of, Okay, this may sound so weird, but we kind of like in no way grew up with her. Well, she was like a little kid and knocked up. And knocked up yeah. like both his daughters. Right. And then we saw her again in funny people, like singing fucking cats. Right. So like, you didn't even cry when Mabel sang cats. <laughs> um so then when she comes in like wait is that her yeah like holy shit right it's like you just didn't
0: expect it like no i didn't oh my god
1: i had no idea she was in it obviously i probably should have known because and she was good too she was good she was really good good for her she's uh she's kind of coming into her own so i like to see her get
0: some more roles as well other than being in her dad's movies yeah
1: well i'm sure i'm sure she will but yeah but uh yeah that that whole thing was just like a little like whole it's almost like kind of like a just growing up with someone. And also like, like a
0: wow, I'm old moment. What? Old one's <laughs> just like a wow, like I'm, I'm getting old kind of moment. That's, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like
1: holy fucking shit. Yeah. Like, as I am going to like, say, he's just 24. Like, he's 24, Yeah, but we're not going to say how old we are people,
0: but we're yeah. just saying. <laughs> but yeah, overall, great, good movie. Solid movie. Thank you guys for watching. As always, please like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, Check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, on Spotify, on Anchor, Mm -hmm. Apple Playlists, Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And I know everything's closed right now, but if you, for example, go out
1: for like a nice walk for like an hour or two, just hit play. And just maybe give it like one or two plays. Right, right. (laughs) Just put it
0: on loop for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Puts like a nice three cents in our pocket, you know. (laughs) Five of those plates—that's like a stick of bazooka gum. Right, so, right. You know, you can it goes <laughs> yeah. a long way. A stick of
0: bazooka gum like the 1920s.
1: <laughs> okay, bro. I have clear memories of going to the bodega and getting like when I was younger. But like we were talking about, we're
0: getting old, so yeah, you're yeah, probably yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you guys for watching, and we'll uh, see you guys on the next one. Later.
1: GI, is it fair to serve more than the white Americans that sent you here? Nothing is more confused than to be ordered into a war to die without the faintest idea of what's going on. I dedicate this
0: next record to the soul brothers of the 1st Infantry Divisions. Be safe. What is up, Nerds Nation? Welcome to the FN Nerds podcast. Today we are reviewing *The Five Bloods*. I'm Nick Dinizio, That's Martin Moreno. I feel like I just saw you. I know, right? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, but like I said, we are reviewing Spike Lee's new Netflix film *The Five Bloods*. Uh, premiered yesterday. Even though by the time this comes out, it'll probably be like a week later. But that's a couple besides, of days. That's besides the point. Mm-hmm uh so let's just jump right in um you know him coming off his oscar-winning black klansman Good for him first time working with netflix this was supposed to be at the Cannes film festival obviously that's not going to happen because mm-hmm. it got canceled uh so yeah give me uh give me things you liked about it some things that stood out to me uh delroy lindo
1: delroy lindo Delroy Lindo, Delroy Lindo, Del, Del uh, Delroy Lindo. Um, to say that ten times fast. I always maybe it's just me because you know English is not my first language, but I always struggle with that name. Um, we were saying when he came on screen that it was just so good to see him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he's done. We were watching with our buddy Josh, and he
0: made he made a comment about how he's been on television.
1: Right. Um, or the past couple of years, but I haven't really
0: seen him in a movie in a, he might in a have, while. He might have had some small roles in some films in the last yeah. couple years, but I, I think like for me, the last thing I remember him from was Domino, which, which, was, which was I think two thousand
1: three, two thousand three or two thousand four, maybe yeah, along, along those lines. Um, that that was when like that kind of you know the shooting aces, looking like number eleven, like that kind of aesthetic, that kind of style, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was what was kind of high at the time. Wow, we're just kind of giving away our age, <laughs> but um. Yeah, to me, the, the clear default that comes to mind is like "Gone in 60 Seconds" yeah, yeah. or like "Romeo Must Die." That's like the one two like, that always kind of come into my head. But seeing him back and just seeing him, like, oh my god! Like he was so great in this movie. I think it was um, the the, the, the term you know, Oscar worthy cat, Oscar worthy performance gets thrown around a lot, and I think this definitely falls into that. Um, other than his performance I don't really have anything else to say <laughs> that's really about it
0: um, I, would, I would agree with you uh, Delroy Lindo is absolutely fantastic in this movie and it's really nice to see him get a role that he can just like sink his teeth into mm-hmm. and just like crush it mm-hmm. um, you know because he like from the things I remember him from uh, you know like you said Gone 60 Seconds Domino uh, going all the way back to like you know broken arrow and get shorty broken arrow. you know like we have broke yeah well that's <laughs> that's the bachelor party that's the bachelor party yeah. yeah yeah um but uh you know broken arrow and like like get shorty like you know just these movies that i remember him from from like the 90s and that i just you know love seeing him pop up in and i don't remember him having like a really like mate like like almost like a role that he's at the forefront of and even though this is definitely more of an ensemble he really t- stands out in this ensemble and i was thinking about that like what like, let, let's let's play hypotheticals here mm-hmm. if you were to get Nami, would he be supporting or leave it depends on what Netflix wants to really push him for yeah you know we don't know what this best actor field is gonna look like by the time we get to the Oscars mm-hmm. especially since things keep getting shuffled around and push back you know uh, but I would I would I would think it would be supporting same but they could make the case for best actor depending on how they want to go about it you can either like yeah we're, yeah we'll get a little more into it but yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I, I think I think either or I think you could definitely do but yeah he's just like just so good here and you know he just really does the you know and this kind of goes through like the the entire movie obviously it's showing kind of like the the black experience of soldiers in Vietnam and you know he's obviously suffering from a major case of PTSD and you know he's you know he gets a little crazier as the movie goes on and you know just it just you know you you just feel it you just you it feels real it feels authentic and and yeah he absolutely crushed it uh mm-hmm. you know a few of the other things that that I kind of enjoyed I I did kind of like how you know this this also might go into some of the negatives of the movie but I did like how it weaves in real documentary footage and you know real people that the movie discusses and it kind of flashes their pictures so it has like this blend of like a narrative film but also a bit of a documentary and. I, I kind of I, like, I, I did like that I enjoyed that style
1: I feel like that's like a, a spikely thing though it kind of is a spikely a thing he yeah. does do that a lot mm-hmm. but
0: you know it's the same thing here and, and I really did enjoy how, how he did it and there were just some other like artistic choices that he made like with um, the um, in your face camera the, the in- classic the in-, the in your face camera with the you know and then even like the, the, you know this is really isn't a spoiler but you know the, the way the movie opens is these guys are kind of going back to Vietnam and one of the first scenes is like them in like a nightclub which was yeah, and it's it's like the four of them as they're like dancing towards the camera. Tomorrow, and It's Rengue. just yeah, yeah, yeah. and Fuck like yeah. like I don't know why it was it was just a really dope shot and like just how you know for how they were moving through the crowd and everything it was that, really cool. I don't know what it is about that apocalypse now behind a DJ shot that
1: you like, got hyped. I, I dude, when I saw that shot in the fucking trailer, I'm like that shot like really stuck with me. Yes, and then obviously I was like really hyped for the movie. So then like you said like that comes in, that comes in early, and I'm like. Dude, this shot is so good, and then like Marma McGay starts playing, and they're like dancing, and I'm just, I was like, hyped. I was like excited. I'm like, right. let's fucking do this. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready for this movie. Um, uh, but yeah, that that nightclub scene like really kind of, I really did enjoy, and um, and yeah, unfortunately, just kind of didn't really work the rest of the
0: way. Right. Me. Um. But well, before before we get onto that, I I just want to you know give give props to the other actors as well. Uh. You know, you've got Clark Peters and. Um, isaiah whitlock jr who are if you're a fan of the wire there are some wire veterans mm-hmm. and they were great in that show so it was really cool to see him here and especially uh <laughs> is this, is this I, a little this, bit of a spoiler this might be a little bit of a spoiler but i think it needs to be in isaiah whitlock's contract that every movie he's in he has to give a she she yeah. she 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 she, she.
1: And you know me, I say she a lot. all the time. <laughs> so in the back of my mind, there was there was like a few things that I was looking for with like, you know, being a spikely joint. Like obviously the in-your-face camera, which is like a, a, a kind of, I guess, trademark. Yes. Which one stands out to you the most? Like not to get off, like the in-your-face camera shot. Because there's one to me that always like sticks out, which is really kind of like random.
0: Oh, man. Because he does it a lot. He does a lot and like most of the time it works really well. hmm uh, probably Do the Right Thing. Uh, which character? Because that's one
1: of my, uh, for, for me, what's, what's Samuel L. Jackson's name? Mr. El Senor? Is that his name? And in, in Do the Right Thing? Yeah. Oh, man. When he, uh, when he quickly, when he's, like, sitting down and he quickly comes up to the mic and he starts, like, talking. The other, for some reason, the one that always sticks out with me is, um, uh, 25th Hour. Oh, when Anna, yeah. When Anna Paquin comes in through the curtains and she kind of, like, does her thing. I don't know. We're completely getting off topic,
0: but... Uh, yeah, for sure. Like I always like just you kind of like gravitate towards. Yeah, that. I don't, yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. Uh, and then you also have uh, Chadwick Boseman in here, which he doesn't get a lot to do, but I think he's effective in the scenes that he's in. You know, he brings like that very like strong presence. You know, obviously yeah, Black Panther. But you know, it's 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 cool seeing him seeing him do some good work in this because, you know, I mean, like I haven't seen Twenty One Bridges yet, but like yeah, he's, he's 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 an actor that you know has done some really great roles and then i feel like since he got into the mcu he hasn't had a whole lot of roles to really sink his teeth into um so but i mean and it's kind of the same here He, you know he's not in the movie for very long but he's good in what he's his accent was weird though uh just for me like there were moments
1: where it was like t'challa accent and then moments where it was like not and then moments where it was like southern Mm
0: -hmm. i was like it's kind of hard to pinpoint yeah what he was going for yeah (laughs) Yeah. but yeah but he was good yeah he was There's that
1: one great shot of him uh Sitting on that throne,
0: I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, it was such a great shot. Yeah, it was yeah. a cool shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so other than, other than that, what are the things that didn't work for you? Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> okay. To me, overall, the film was just very flat. Uh, I think there were certain instances of certain situations that happened that kind of instill or, um, what's the word I'm looking for,
0: kind of ask for like a bigger reaction and you just don't get it right yeah there's there's moments where you're expecting there to be more of whether it's an emotional response Mm -hmm. or just a grander feel and it's just not there
1: yeah and
0: that's just us personally
1: Mm -hmm. this is kind of how we feel um also spike lee is not really known for directing action like we were saying uh some of the action sequences in the movie again just kind of fell flat and this may sound this may sound disrespectful i'm not trying to be an asshole i'm not trying to be rude But there were a lot of times in the movie that I was watching it and it felt like it was done by an inexperienced director. Mm -hmm. Like, not, I don't want to say like a first time director, but just for someone of Spike Lee's kind of caliber and 30 plus year career coming off an Oscar win, like, there were just certain decisions that were made in the movie that I just didn't understand why. And, like, look, you're, he now has Oscar, he's now with Netflix, he can, like, play more in.
0: I guess be more ambitious right so to speak like which this this movie that's that's another thing i'll give it is, mm-hmm. is it does not lack ambition it's, yeah it's an extremely ambitious movie
1: yeah like he can experiment mm-hmm. do some things but i just feel like some of the decisions that were made in the movie in regards to some of the character choices and instances that happened i just felt like i was like a little bit all over the place like why is this happening this is happening now this is not and then yeah, just for me, the main thing that kinda of comes off of is just flat. Mm-hmm. Like we had that nightclub scene, we're pumped, we're into it, and then from there it was just like like I, I couldn't get engaged. Like which, I wasn't I was having trouble engaging into the film.
0: Right, which I, I don't even blame, like because some of the editing is a little erratic, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of hard cuts to certain things that structurally don't really make sense. But I don't blame that. It's just more of how some of the scenes play out. You know, we uh, we might we're gonna dip into spoiler territory a little bit. So here we go. Uh, when they first find the gold, it just it just stumbles upon because the character had to go take a shit. Yeah, and that's how he found it. So it's like you just expect there to be just more to it than that. You what was like I that mean? one line
1: from Titanic when the guy's like, "Life is a game of luck" or something along those lines. Yeah, something, maybe something like that. But like yeah. I I believe that every now and then you get lucky. Right. I believe, but that you know coincidence or whatever but even something as simple as like him squatting down to take a shit and maybe getting like a sun glare hit in his face from yeah. the sun that would have been maybe a more you know like yeah not saying it can't happen you can definitely squat down or take a shit and when you go dig you hit the piece of gold like right. not saying that can't happen but it just felt very convenient yes. it felt
0: very um, well I think that kind of also goes into how it's shot like like you know that it does have some really beautiful like you know scenery Yeah. in the movie like some mm-hmm. of the cinematography is really nice but I think the the shots could have been a little bit more it, – it, it's hard for me to say because, like, you, you think of most war movies and then how – there's a certain level of cinematic quality to them. Especially Vietnam War Especially movies. Especially Vietnam War mm-hmm. movies. And, you know, I got the feeling that Spike was kind of going for a bit of an homage to Apocalypse Now, obviously him showing it. But I expected some of the shots to maybe reflect that a little bit more and have more of a – like I said, like, like, that's the thing, like – this movie should have more of an epic feel to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? More of a grander, grander scale, and I didn't get that. And not just that, but I feel like there were,
1: in terms of setting, in terms of environment, there were certain times when I felt like we were in Vietnam, and there were certain times when I felt we were in a studio. Right. Like uh, towards the end, I felt like, for all we know, they were they, the whole thing was shot in Vietnam. Maybe it was shot in, like a different part. I don't know. But well, I know they shot in
0: Southeast Asia, like they shot in, like Bangkok. I don't know, I don't think it was actually shot in Vietnam.
1: Well, re- regardless, that kind of. Um, aesthetic that was sort of established in certain points of the film didn't feel, didn't like I I was with the setting. Maybe it was a dirt road. Or I don't know. But there were certain times with the setting that I was that I kind of got pulled out from it. That mm-hmm. I just felt like, okay, we're either in a we're either like in a studio or whatever we were in just before or like a couple scenes ago. We're not here anymore. Like right. it just felt there were just parts of it that just felt a little jarring to me. Also. In that sense, the same thing with the characters. There's certain things that happen with the characters, like um, not to get too spoiler heavy, but like tie them up and then let's let them go. Uh, let's fight
0: and then there like just certain things that happen throughout right there's, we... there's there's moments where characters fight and certain things happen mm-hmm. and then the next scene it's almost like nothing happened yes you know what I mean like and it's like, like wait, well, wait were did... you guys just fighting yeah. why are you now just walking with, without there being an issue like yeah, it made no and it was sense
1: just, there, was so much, there was just so much stuff that just kind of pulled me out and then when there's like a big reveal at the end of you know who is in charge of what or who kind of Double play or betrayed who? Mm-hmm. I just like just didn't yeah. Matter. I was like all right, yeah. like there was I didn't get any. The only time, the only time that I was um, that I kind of that I was like like a, like a wow factor was when uh, not the first time we lose a character to a landmine, but the second time. Right. I was, I was like oh shit. Right. Yeah. That and then obviously the grenade scene. Yes. Which was a which was a very powerful scene, but. To counter that it was so foreshadowed I know it was like I'm like the second there's things changed about that I'm like alright that's probably how this character's gonna go but that's the thing
0: too is that it happens and then it's just like yeah and it's just it's just like oh uh, right, whatever it's like there's no real like we the same to thing
1: it. with the first time a character dies from the from the landmine it's right. like the same thing and then it's like it's like he's so worried about you know saving well I'm, I'll, we're gonna get into it you know yeah. he's so worried about saving his son and then he goes back to like hating his son it's like right. It's like back and forth, back and forth. I was like, "What is happening?" It's like and you can't uh, get a, a good grasp as to what like, yes characters' motivations, motivations are. Like a, yeah. I understand he's like, I understand he's suffering from a serious case of PTSD. Um, God bless everyone who's going through that. We, I can't even imagine what that's like. Mm-hmm. But, but there was just so many moments where I just kept getting taken out of the movie, and I, I just couldn't properly like be engaged. Right. And like we said, there are certain times where I feel like the movie's asking for a certain or bigger reaction, but I just couldn't give it. Like I, I just, you know, just generally couldn't really.
0: I would agree. Mm-hmm. It's also a shame too that this movie didn't work out better well, for be- us. Well, for us, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's, it's a shame that I, that I didn't like it more because this movie does have some very powerful moments. Um, you know, especially like there's, there's the one scene where it's, it's a flashback and they're listening to, um, the the one broadcast, uh oh, by of Martin Luther King getting shot Martin Luther King getting mm-hmm. shot. And just like that whole scene and how angry everybody is and it just it felt very reflective of the times now, which Dude, is, it is which is insane, insane how in- relevant this movie is, you know, to now. You mm-hmm. know what I
1: mean? And not just that, but the fact that literally earlier yesterday, Josh and I watched the Dave Chappelle, the eight forty six. Which was and God. he was talking about how like when you see one of your people get like the, how some like military men right. who served time, how they went in on like active shooting sprees, it's because like them being a military man, like you know you see your brother, like your fallen brother, so you want revenge on whoever it is. Like exactly. they're seeing the police as terrorists, because in war when you see your fallen brother, pe- people kill him. You know, not to get too political. Right. But to see that exact moment in this movie, and just other things that happen towards the end that are so reflective of what's going on today. Is like, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it is fucking insane. And like, which I have to give the movie credit for that, as as to how like obviously you look, like you don't want to go into the movie. Th- you obviously want to make a point yeah. about like you know from Spike is always like that mm-hmm. Ugh, again Spike Lee. I'm not gonna call him right sort of I don't know him like that. But uh... Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, uh, he, he that's that that's him. You know, he's he's he likes to um, think of like Malcolm X. Yeah. Oh, he's Black he's always Man. done that. Yes. Yeah. So, but you never want to go into it and be like, "I want." You, I, I would imagine he doesn't want it to be more reflective, based off of what's going on now. I mean, like mm-hmm. he wants it to be impactful, but like, you know, you just—I don't know how to really like properly say this. I just, you, I just imagine that he wouldn't want it to be this way, you know, like in regards to everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to think of how to say this. Cause it's tough cuz what's going on right now is so fucked up. I know. But I would just I don't know. Like yes, he's he's trying to like relay a message, but the fact that it's so
0: like relevant? Relevant. Mm-hmm. Like you almost don't want it to be so relevant. Yes. Like now. Well, that's the thing too because in movies it's like, you know, you want a certain level of escapism. Yeah. From Thank from you, Nick. from, yes, from that's, the that's that's yeah. That's from, it. From like the things that are going on today and like the the fact that this movie Deals with Vietnam and mm-hmm. like you know the you know these these soldiers' experiences in Vietnam and what they went through and you know how they were fighting for a country that didn't you know respect them and love them you know what I mean and mm-hmm. how they came back and they were hated and just going through all of that and then to to have to be just we're we're still in the same spot it feels like we're still in the same dealing with the same shit. And it's just, it just, if it, it feels wrong, it, it, it does, just, yeah. it feels wrong, and and like you know, that's that's the even though I didn't like the movie, like the message is not any less powerful. The message in this movie is very powerful, and what it deals with and what it talks about, and it's in almost it's, more power with the unfortunate situation with the unfortunate situation that we're in now. Yeah. And it's in you know, going back, it's it's just it's scary how relevant this 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 movie is to mm. today in dealing with.
1: Vietnam but I think what you said is perfect because like you want to the escape the escapism fact of films and movies I think it's, it's one of my favorite things about it, how you can just kind of disappear into this world for like ninety minutes however long it is whether it's short from whatever and you know just disappear into this world, enjoy the magic and then you know just kind of separate from it but we're almost not escaping because right. we're literally living some of the stuffs going on mm-hmm. now, and it's just kind of it's just it's insane.
0: Yeah, uh, and then uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about this. Um, oh uh, yeah, and that was, that was the other thing is like it for you know with the with the message he's trying to convey, it's it's also steeped in like it, it's it's almost like like it reminds me a lot and we were talking about this yesterday it reminds me a lot of, of Baccarat that we saw at TIFF oh my fucking <laughs> god which is a movie that we did not like at all but it and, and don't get me wrong this movie is a lot better than that but <laughs> it's the same kind of thing as where it deals with these very relevant and um, you know important political issues but it kind of submerges them in like this B movie genre feel because like it's like you said like it has like some of the scenes like you wouldn't think Spike directed, cause Spike is a veteran, but right. it makes me wonder if he was going for this sort of like B movie kind of feel to it, in terms of like the genre. Like That's why that you school... mentioned that because
1: what I was referring to in settings, mm-hmm. I've like um this is completely irrelevant, but uh something like the CW shows, right? A lot of them film film in Canada, yeah, and there, for example, Arrow, there are some certain scenes that take place in like the jungle, right. And some of the jungle scenes that I got in this movie f- reminded me of some of the scenes from Arrow. Okay. Like, that sort of... That's what I'm saying. Like it didn't feel like we were... N- not whether it was shot in Vietnam or Thailand. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like we were, like, in another world. It just kind of felt like we were, like, in the studio. Right. Or, like, on maybe a, a, a smaller budget, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense. But, yeah, that's kind of some of the vibes that I got off as well. And I think you nailed it last night when you said it's the offspring of Baccarat and Triple Frontier. Yes. Like that's literally... Yeah. The, in, in
0: my opinion that's like the perfect explanation right for it. Mm-hmm. so with all that being said how would you score it uh, i would score it i think it's a 91 on rotten tomatoes right now and i think it's a 66 percent audience score i'm leaning more towards the audience score i will because t- i was really thinking
1: about it and like we said even though there are very powerful scenes um delroy lindo i think is oscar worthy uh I'm
0: going to go just below the Iron Score. I'm going to go 6.3. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely in the same ballpark. I think if Delroy Lindo does not get nominated, I think it's a crime because yeah. he is so good here and it's the best he's ever been. Like to me, this is one of those like career performances from him, mm-hmm. and he absolutely should be recognized. And and yes, the 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 movie has um, it has some really powerful messaging. It's shocking to see how relevant it is with today. But yeah, it's 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 a movie that is just in terms of its its structure, it's a bit of a mess. Uh, it's very flat in moments where it shouldn't be, and I think I think just in terms of just overall, it just it, it should have been better. I think it should have been better, especially with like the cast, because I think everybody in the, in the cast is really bringing it, especially the uh, the the main the main core of the ensemble. But yeah, uh, I'm going six point two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay.
1: And other other thing too. There are three characters in the movie who could literally be done without. Yeah, not not needed at all. At all. Yeah, Uh, they show up
0: about halfway through and they have no point in the story at all. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of uh, how we see it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys for watching. As always, please like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify. Anchor. Anchor. Give us Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you're gonna go out for a nice walk
1: hit a play button let repeat, it repeat I feel like I just said this yeah, yeah. did recently. you just say this I don't know we, we said it in our last review but that was a while back that was a while think, back yeah, yeah. A while <laughs> yeah. but uh, thank you all for listening and be good to
0: each other be excellent to each other be in the words of Bill and Ted excellent. be excellent to each other Dude. <laughs> Dude, you with the hair that works
1: <laughs> yeah
0: alright thank you guys for watching and we'll catch you on the next one bye